Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coats present Marion and Jim Jordan as Fibber McGee and Molly with Jimmy Shields and Billy Mills Orchestra. The show opens with Hi-Ho! There's an old saying that house guests and fish spoil after the first three days. But Fibber's Uncle Sycamore must have had a head start, because here at the railroad station, waving goodbye to the old miser, who after a two-day stay has just boarded the train for home, we find Fibber McGee and Molly. Dad ride a train and pull out. My arm's getting tired waving. Goodbye, Uncle Sycamore. You old turtle. Oh, look, McGee. He's smiling at us. That ain't us. He just thought of a way to get the porter out of a tip. Goodbye, Uncle Sycamore. Goodbye. Ah, there he goes. Ah, well, thank goodness. For more reasons than one. Goodbye, Uncle Sycamore. Bye. What a relief. Wonder what time we'll get back to Peoria. I don't know. I'll find out. Here's the information booth. Hey, Bud, when's that train get to Peoria? Well, let me look at the timetable a minute. <coughs> Whoops. Pardon me. Uh, now, um... Uh, let's see. Trains to Peoria. Oh, yes. Here we are. It gets to Peoria two a- hours after leaving Chillicothe... After leaving Chillicothe... Don't worry. It'll get there. Well, incidentally, what time is it now, sir? Well, it depends what kind of time you were asking about. Now, there are Central Standard, Eastern Daylight, Mountain, It's 11.30. Oh, thanks, bud. We should have saved that guy for next week, Molly. Yeah. <laughs> He'd sound more natural the day after New Year's. Well, come on, let's go home. Oh. Oh, sorry, little girl. That's okay, mister. What you doing down here? <laughs> You're a little young to be interested in traveling salesmen. I bet I'm not a betcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. Oh, no. <laughs> Gee, do we have to do this every week, mister? <laughs> I know, not if you quit arguing. I'm not arguing, I bet you. <laughs> oh, yes, you are. Oh, no. <laughs> there we go again. <laughs> now, look, sis, all I said was you're not interested in traveling salesmen. I am interested in traveling salesmen because my daddy is one and I'm waiting for him, I bet you. Oh, well, why didn't you say so? You didn't ask me. Huh? Oh, well, no, I guess I didn't. Didn't why? Didn't ask you. Ask me why? Huh? Hmm? I says you... Oh, let it go. Run along and meet your daddy. Okay, I guess I better. We got a wire firm and he's awful upset about oh. it. Somebody stole his briefcase off the train. Uh-oh, they did, eh? Hmm? <clears throat> they stole his briefcase, eh? Yeah, did they? <laughs> Dad, rather, you said they did. Sure they did. Uh-huh. And there was a fortune in it, too, I bet you. And then some. Oh, boy. What does your old man sell? Diamonds? No, magazines. <laughs> How could there be a fortune in them things? Well, there was, I bet you. 
There was a Collier's, a Tickle, a Time, a Click, and a Fortune. Well, so long, Mister. <laughs> Well, come on, Molly. Let's get out of here. I'm All so... right, Red Cap. These bags get over to the Fifth Carlton Hotel library now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Call me a cab. Yeah. Yes, yes. Better make it a couple of cabs. Load these bags in the steamer roll, those briefcases, and the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Get a load of Mister Big. Who does he think we think he is, anyway? I guess that's all, boys. Here's $10. Put that up among you. Wow, let's go. Yes. Oh, boy. Ten bucks. Hey, bud, let me carry a couple of them bags. McGee, come back here. Shame on you. Dad, it, Molly, can't I pick up an honest penny without For you? For heaven's sake, will you be quiet? I know that man. What? You do? Why, sure. How come you know a big shot like that there? Well, he wasn't a big shot when I knew him. He was only... Oh, dear, he sees me. I beg your pardon, but aren't you Miss Driscoll of Peoria? Oh, this. Molly! Oh, well, why, why, isn't I'm so this amazing? Fancy running into you here. <laughs> oh, it's been so long. Oh, oh, well, it's just a... I oh, never would have believed oh, this. Dear, yes. Hey, you, you. have changed a bit. All right, all right. Here's a quarter for a cup of coffee. Now run along, Sonny. <laughs> oh, Molly, it's good to see you again. How many years has it been? Oh, wait a minute, Otis. Uh, McGee, where are you going? I'm going to get a cup of coffee. You heard what the man said. No. <laughs> My husband is such a joker, Otis. Your... your husband? Yes. That little squirt. Oh, well, well, well. So little Molly Driscoll is married. McGee, this is Otis Cadwallader, with whom I used to go to school with. <laughs> Otis, this is me husband, Fibber. Oh, hi, Otis. Oh, glad to know you, Mr. Driscoll. Uh, tell me, Otis, how long are you going to be in Whistful Vista? Oh, just a short stay, Molly. Business, you know. Uh, well, I'm sorry you ain't staying longer, Otis. Old man, I'd like to have you up to the house for supper. My dear fellow, I certainly wouldn't pass up a chance like that to talk to Molly. Oh, now, Otis. I'll tell you what. Let's just have a quiet snack at your house. Huh? You tell your butler you're not at home to anyone else. Oh, uh, hey, 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 now, wait a minute. I, uh, we, I'll we, be there at, oh, let's say around 8 o'clock. Oh. Well, I don't want to be late for my board meeting, so until 8... Bonjour, ma chérie. Bonjour, monsieur. Il Trovatore, bud. <laughs> ah, my, my. Think of meeting oldest Cadwallader right here in Wistful Vista of all places. Yeah, I guess they're kind of letting the bars down on immigration these days. <laughs> now, you stop talking that way, McGee. Otis is a very nice man. Not only that, I... Uh, well, I almost married him. What? Well, let me be the first to congratulate you on getting me instead. <laughs> or am I the first? <laughs> and McGee, did you hear what he said about our butler and all? He thinks we're... Ri I mean, how can we entertain a wealthy man like Otis when... No, oh, no, 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 now, Molly, don't you worry about a thing. I'll fix everything. We can borrow some silver from Mrs. Uppington oh, and dilly the house up a little, and I'll get us a butler if I have to hire Arthur Treacher. Oh, my. Come on, let's take a cab. Uh, no, no, let's walk. I, I, I can think better on my feet. On or with? Huh? Oh. Well, come on, we've got to hurry home. Look, Molly, pretty good, eh? Oh, yes. I borrowed them rubber plants from Joe's Tavern. Oh. <laughs> Nick Topolis let me take that marble statue out of his candy kitchen. Beautiful, ain't it? 
Hmm. Who's it supposed to be? I think he says it was Apra Dirty or something like that. <laughs> now, let's see. How else can we impress that uh, million candle power ex-flame of yours? Now, look here, McGee. Uh, I want you to be very nice to Otis. Remember, he's a cultured, well-traveled... What do you mean, well-traveled? I've been further under the barn looking for eggs than that guy will ever go. Well, now, just the same, Otis is a very nice boy. And what's more, our senior class voted him the man most likely to make something of himself. <laughs> sure made something of himself, all right. I ain't saying exactly what, but... <laughs> I'll bet he'd whinny if you offered him a lump of sugar. <laughs> All right, I thought you were going to help me, and here you are. Come in. Oh, there, Mrs. McGee. Hello there, Fibber. Oh, it's Mr. Gildersleeve. How do you do, Mr. Gildersleeve? Did you have a nice Christmas? Why do we care whether he had a nice Christmas or not? Oh, my. Any guy that'd take the attitude you did, Gildersleeve, over me shoveling off your sidewalk. McGee, that's what I came over here for. Oh, yeah. All Christmas Day, I was thinking this thing over. I came to the conclusion that I'd been entirely wrong. It was a very neighborly thing for Fibber to shovel off my sidewalk. Yeah, and I used my own show snuffle, too. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was wrong to quarrel about it. I want to apologize. Shake hands, McGee. Well, uh... McGee, shake hands. Okay, Molly, shake. No, not with me, with Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, uh, now, now, look here, now. I don't want to go for any old stuff. Out. All right, all right, all right. Forget it, Gildersleeve. Thank you, McGee. And I hope I can make it right with you some way. I'll do anything you say to make amends. Oh, shucks. Gildersleeve, you don't have to... Hey, wait a minute. You say you'll do anything? Just name it. Anything. Okay, Gildersleeve. You're a butler. <laughs> oh, wonderful, McGee. Butler? I don't understand, McGee. Look, Gildersleeve, we got a guest coming. A big shot, see? And we'd like to make a good impression on him. So you're going to act as our butler. No, wait a minute, McGee. <laughs> Seems to me you're taking advantage of the situation. Ah, now you promised, Mr. Gildersleeve. You betcha. Oh, dear. Well, all right, when do I start? As soon as you can get ready. We want you to serve dinner. And remember, don't you cross us up. You go through with this all the way, see? McGee, when Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve makes a promise... There's no more to be said. Oh, my. I'll be the perfect butler. I'll go further than that. I'll go to a costume company and rent a uniform. Why, <laughs> <laughs> George, this might be fun after all. A butler. <laughs> I'll be right back, McGee. <laughs> well, we got a butler. Now, how about dinner? Is it going to be plain or formal? Well, we're having corned beef and cabbage. Mm -hmm. I suppose that makes it informal. Yeah, we better not call it corned beef and cabbage in front of Otis. No? Oh, no. We'll, we'll call it uh, venison O'Malley or something. <laughs> now about that, if, if I get... Oh, hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, hello. Hello, folks. Uh, Johnson's Wax is positively the finest furniture and floor polish that money can buy. Hey. It protects and beautifies all wood surfaces and cuts dusting down to a minimum, thus giving many more hours of leisure in which to enjoy the new beauty and spotlessness which it gives your home or office. Yeah, Johnson's well, Wax... Heavenly is... days, Mr. Wilcox. What are you doing? Well, I'm telling the people about Johnson's Wax. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, but that ain't the way we do it. Okay. Usually you come in with some tricky little... Well, why should I sneak in here with some phony alibi to get my sales talk across? 
I'm proud of Johnson's wax. Well, Chuck, so are we. But... Why, certainly. So why should we beat around the bush all the time? Well... Let's come right out with it. Johnson's Wax is a great product and doesn't need to crawl into its own show with false whiskers. Oh, sure. Remember, folks, Johnson's Wax at your nearest dealer. Come on, kids. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. We can't let him get away with that. There's stuff like that there. And, uh, <laughs> why not? I thought he was very straightforward and sincere. Well, that's just it. That guy's going to take all the mystery and glamour out of this business. Why, he'll ruin us. First thing you know, every sponsor on the air will think he has the right to bust into his program and start selling stuff. Well, that is serious. Well, I'll say that. Hey, Molly, what's that smell? Oh, heavenly days, the corned beef and cabbage. Oh. I better run out and see how it's coming along. You get busy now. Yeah. Hey, maybe that's Otis now. Wish I had my shoes on. <laughs> Come in. Oh, there, McGee. I rented this butler's uniform at the costume company. <laughs> how do I look, kid? Doc Morton? Yes. What? Doc Morton, as long as you are employed in this house, you will please maintain a more respectful attitude. <laughs> now go upstairs and lay out my brown coat and pants and the green sweater and tennis shoes. <laughs> now look here, McGee. I just came into this thing. Now because... you listen here, Gildersleeve. You do what I tell you or the... Uh-oh, here's Otis. Now you remember your promise, Gildersleeve. Well, all right. Hey, Molly, Otis is here. You better slice the bread. Open the door, Throckmorton. Play, Billy. Sing, Jimmy. McGee, Otis is all out of butter. Oh, here, take the rest of mine, Otis, old man. <laughs> I've hardly touched it. <laughs> well, uh, thank you. I don't believe that I... Uh, and uh, Throckmorton. Uh, yes, sir? Mr. Cadwallader is out of water. Yeah, we want the waiter with the water for Mr. Cadwallader. <laughs> ah, the same little Molly Driscoll, I see. <laughs> oh, now, Otis. <laughs> and Throckmorton. I told you to give Mr. Cadwallader and Mrs. McGee the two good glasses and put the jelly glass at my place. I'm sorry, sir. Oh, it's so hard to get good servants nowadays, Otis, you know. Yes, I know. I have the same trouble in this country myself. Although the overseer of my castle in Scotland more or less takes those matters out of my hands. We had to give up our castle in Scotland. Mm -hmm. The Heather gave me husband the hay fever. <laughs> Yes, sir. Throckmorton. Uh, yes, sir. Run out to the icebox and get Mr. Cadwallader another olive. Very well, McGee. <clears throat> Odd sort of chap, Throckmorton. Been with you long? Oh, been with the family for years. Cad, old man. And he's so dependable, what with all the entertaining we do. Oh, you entertain a great deal, huh? Oh, I'll say so, Otis. In fact, one of the patrons of the opera, the wealthy Mrs. Uppington, you know, said she might drop in tonight for a liquor. <laughs> liquor, dearie. You see, Otis, so many of our friends are in the box. Yeah. That, uh... Uh, in uh, the box? Yeah, you know. Well healed. Plenty of guilt. Yeah. Beg pardon, sir. Your olive. Olive? 
Oh, yes, yes, thanks. Rock Morton. That's no way to serve an olive with the sugar tongs. Sorry, madam. I couldn't find the ice pick. And Crockmorton, Mr. Cadwallader would like more cabbage. Yes, sir. More cabbage for Mr. Cardwobbler. Cadwallader. Yes, ma'am. Mm. A charming neighborhood, this Molly. Must be very restful after traveling so much of the year. Oh, we find it so, Otis. Yeah, we got pretty good neighbors, too, Otis. Though we don't mix with them much. They're mostly middle class. <laughs> Give Otis a toothpick, Molly. This Dublin duck is kind of tough. Yes, Otis, we got pretty nice neighbors. All except the one next door. <laughs> a bloke named Gildersleeve. McGee, be careful. Well, Beg pardon, Mr. McGee. Your elbow. Huh? It's in the mustard again. <laughs> now, thanks, Gildersleeve. Oh, come, come, Otis. You're not eating anything. My goodness, you've been pecking at your food like a bird. <laughs> yeah, a vulture. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Cadwallader, old chap. <laughs> oh, it's quite all right. <laughs> Molly, I don't believe I can eat another thing, except I would like a cup of coffee. Oh, all right, Otis. Uh, McGee, let's have coffee in the library. Oh, it's too late, Molly. They close at 7.30. <laughs> Excellent, Fido. Excellent. Oh, no. Fido. It's uh, Fibber, Otis. Oh, yes, yes. Fibber. Answer the phone, Morton. Answer it yourself. My feet hurt. Morton. Uh, yes, madam. Uh, sorry, sir. McGee, residence. Who? Uh, just a moment, sir. I'll inquire. Uh, beg pardon, Mr. McGee. Huh? Somebody about the radio. Oh, tell him I'll pay him tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Don't thank me. I ain't paying you. No, sir. Hello? Yes? No, he refuses to speak, sir. I beg pardon? Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I see. <laughs> yes, yes, I'll tell him about it. Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yes. Thank you, sir. Goodbye. A little more dignity, please, Throckmorton. Yes, madam. Oh, uh, you pardon me, madam. I think I hear the good humor man with the dessert. Uh, well, we have to make allowances for Throckmorton, Otis. He's been with us so long, he hates the whole family. Rockmorton, answer the door. Yes, madam. <laughs> right away, madam. <laughs> oh, how do you do, Mr. Gildersleeve? Yes. I was hardly expecting uh, to... Beg pardon, madam. Rockmorton uh, is the name. Oh, come, 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 Mr. Gildersleeve. I'd know you anywhere, <laughs> even with that horrible uniform on. <laughs> Really, I didn't know I was intruding on a masquerade. Uh, please, Mrs. Uppington. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's difficult to explain, madam, but... <laughs> Let me announce you, madam. Mrs. Abigail Uppington. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? So nice to see you. Oh, how do you do, my dear? And Miss McGee? 
Hi, Uppy. Er, I mean, <laughs> how do you do, Mrs. Uppington? Uppy, shake hands with old friend of Molly's, Mr. Otis Cadwallader. Oh, how do you do? How do you do? Uh, won't you sit down and have a shot of coffee, Mrs. Uppington? Frostmorton, <laughs> a demitassi for Mrs. Uppington. And put a saucer under it, too. <laughs> Let's do this thing right. Yes, sir. <laughs> right away, sir. <laughs> Please, Mrs. McGee, I can't see, you know. I just wanted to explain why I couldn't loan you my silverware. Oh, whoa, whoa. Uh, oh, we were just joking about that, Mrs. Yeah. Uppington. Joking? Well, oh, sure. I'm afraid I don't quite understand. I'm afraid there are some things here that I don't understand either. Well, Mrs. McGee, will you explain this? Mr. Gildersleeve and that butler's uniform, oh, I don't quite... Gildersleeve? But I thought... Why, you were speaking of a next-door neighbor named Gildersleeve, I believe. Uh, well, you see, Otis, we, uh, well... Uh, Be quiet, Throckmorton. Throckmorton? Yes. Why, that's Mr. Gildersleeve. Oh, I never heard of... Uh, well, I must say I resent being made the victim of such a stupid practical joke, whatever it is. Oh, now wait, Mrs. Uppington, please. It's all very simple. Yes, you certainly are, all of you. Oh. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, Throckmorton. You see, oldest old man, this is all very embarrassing. Uh, never mind the explanation. I feel that I, too, am the victim of some practical joke. Molly, it's nice to have seen you. My hat, Throckmorton. Oh, now, Otis, please. Where are my gloves, Throckmorton? <laughs> In your hat, Mr. Catterwalder. <laughs> Thanks. Good evening, Molly. Well, I'll oh, be... Oh, dear, oh, dear, me lovely dinner. Ah, <laughs> oh, what are you laughing at? That telephone, McGee, about the radio, remember? Well, what <laughs> Those repairmen didn't have no business dunning me over the phone. That wasn't the repairmen. Well, you said it was about a radio. Yes, it was. That was the pot of gold program calling you. <laughs> oh, God. It's hard to realize. Our time is up. Happy New Year. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs>